right, here we go. We have with us best-selling author Christopher Rossow. Christopher, welcome. How are you? James, good to be here. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Now, the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because Rush Limbaugh loved your books. and Of course. He talked about your books so much. And when this one came out, you know, of course, I don't have the kind of influence that Rush had or because when he talked about your books, they, I mean, they were number one all over the place, Amazon, whatever, almost immediately. And this is the fourth book in the series. This is Vital Deception, a Ben Porter series. So why don't you tell us a little about a bit about the premise, Christopher? So the premise is, uh, and thank you for that, and we should talk about Rush uh, if we have some time, but uh, the premise of this book, Vital Deception, picks up the story of my protagonist, uh, Ben Porter. He's my main character, you know, the, the fancy literati call the main character the protagonist. So, uh, but, but Ben is anything but fancy. He's, uh, he's this everyman guy who gets his start in the first book called False Assurances, gets his start as an FBI information management specialist. And, and I've created this character because I was looking, I love to read, and I was looking for a character that was, you know, more like me, more like you, like he, well, maybe more like me, because uh, <laughs> I don't want to speak for you. But, uh, but you know, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's not this, the, the Jason Bourne or the Mitch Rapp, and all those are great characters, but, but they're sort of unattainable. They're unattainable to me. They're, you know, these cut guys who are marksmen. They're good with the ladies. They mix a mean drink. They're, you know, good with martial arts characters. You know, they're, they're these super spies. And they're just not real. So I wanted to create a character who was real, who felt like an everyman, who had a sense of humor, who was a little bit anxious. Um, I never actually described Ben Porter. I never described what he looks like. He could literally be anybody. And yet he sort of he, he rises to the top using his wits and his intuition, and he cracks the case. Of course, he cracks the case. He's, he's the main character. He's our hero. And so what Ben Porter has done is in this series of four books, uh, he's he's sort of risen and he's matured in this you know spy thriller slash world uh, where where he's got these tasks that he's got to figure out and you know of course save the world or save the people around him in the process. Um, so vital deception takes Ben uh, on a very different journey than the previous books. Uh, it's. Uh, it takes him sort of locally, starts in Washington, D.C., basically stays in the Northeast U.S., whereas the previous book, Subversive Addiction, went overseas and into Europe and so forth, into the Caribbean and, and lots of different cool places. Um, but Vital Deception keeps Ben local, and he's got to solve a mystery, and he does it the way he always does it. He does it, you know, pretty much by himself and um, and uses his, 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 just his innate sense of, I got to find right from wrong. And I love it. Now, you and, – and so that's the book. When Where can people find Vital Deception? Vital Deception is anywhere online. So Amazon.com, of course, Barnes & Noble has it. Um, it's uh, on Apple Books in an ebook format. It's an audiobook format with some great narrators. You don't have to listen to my voice doing the narration for 10 hours as you listen to the book. Um, I've got a great cast that I that I auditioned for, for my books to read them. So they're on Audible, uh, Amazon, and Apple. Apple. And you can order it through a bookstore because, you know, I'm an independent author, so you're, I'm not stocked in bookstores on shelves. You've got to order it. So it's probably just better just to get it from Amazon or Barnes & Noble online and you can get an ebook or a paperback. 
Now, that's what I wanted to talk to you. You swerved right into it. You were with the regular publishing houses when the early books, and then you decided to go independent. And I want you to talk about this because there are a lot of people out here that I've learned a little bit about the publishing industry over the past two years. And let me tell you something. (sighs) Anyway, um, there are a lot of opportunities for people that do want to self-publish, that are good writers. There are good writers. There are great writers out here who can't even get read because agents are too busy or too lazy to actually read the stuff that's sent to them, okay? And they just let it linger and let it sit, and, oh, yeah, I'll get to that. Now, you can understand that in a way. I remember when I was a record, when I was um, a music director, I would get slammed with hundreds of, 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 you know, new music pieces every week. And it's hard to go through everything. So you've got to come up with a system. And unfortunately, some people get left out. And that's what I meant by the too busy. But there are also some agents that are too lazy. They don't really want to look at anything unless it's handed to them by a friend. or by what, And even then, they may not look at it. So you decided, and I don't know, I don't know the reasons, and I'm not saying those are your reasons, but you decided, okay, I'm going to self-publish. What can you tell people here in our audience who think maybe I should do that? So I I actually did try to get published and was rejected. I was rejected over and over again. I had a great backer by a guy by the name of James Patterson, who you may have heard of, a terrific writer. Oh, yeah. uh, Who who read my early manuscript, said, let's get this. This is the first book, False Assurances. Back then it was called just Ben Porter. And uh, so James Patterson read it, loved it. We proposed it to all the big New York publishers, and one by one they rejected it. This is back in 2019. So it was in 2020 when I self-published False Assurances, and I also self-published a second book called Threat Bias. At the same time, figuring, you know, this huge leap of faith could have been an epic waste of time, but I figured if I've got two self-published books instead of one, maybe I'll look more credible. (laughs) You know, kind of a big that, uh, it seemed to work out because uh, those are the books that Rush picked up. But anyway, so so the, the publishing gatekeepers, you know, they're looking for uh, a, a known quantity. They're looking for a quick hit. They don't want to take risk. They don't want to take risk on a new voice, especially a new character like Ben Porter, who's not, you know, not the mainstream you know, super spy thriller character. So, um, so I became self-published, and and I actually love the independence because I can do stuff in my books that that would never be allowed by the publishers. I can create my own worlds. I don't have to answer to a committee of editors who then say, oh no, 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 this this is this isn't going to fly today, or no, this has got to be more balanced. I can write the stories that I feel are true to my heart and true to my what my readers look for, and I can create this direct connection with readers, which I love. I love getting reader outreach. If, if somebody emails my quote-unquote publishing company, which is just an LLC that I formed to you know, put these things in one box, you know, they get me, and, um, and we have a direct conversation. I've been having email threads with, with readers and fans for years, and it's, it's very raw. It feels very personal, and you just don't get that in the published world. Again, because those gatekeepers, you know, they're looking for you know, that, that hit, and if they don't have that guaranteed hit, or they don't think you're in the niche that's selling right now on whatever the, you know, the book club of the month is, you're out and uh, you don't get a chance. So this independence is 
it, it feels very entrepreneurial to me. It feels very, um, you know, dare I say, sort of American to me in that, I you know, it. if we want to do something, we can do it. And, and I've got the tools to compete from my one room rented office that I sublet from somebody else. I can compete <laughs> against Simon and & Schuster and Random House. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it, man. We're, I'm competing against these big guys, and it feels pretty good. And you also have a book under option from Spyglass Media Group, which means we might see you on these these stories on the big screen at some point. Yeah, you know that the the, the great thing about that, Bo, was that um, was a year, almost a year to the date after I got my last rejection letter, I self published these things. Thanks to Rush, they took off, and we should come back to that because we want to talk about Rush. But um, but a year to the date, almost a year to the day, I got a uh, my my name was in the Hollywood Reporter that Spyglass Media had option in the series. I mean, Spyglass is a real company. They That's just right. scream reboot. They're, you know, this is a real Hollywood company and they've got the series under option. I hope they make it into a movie. Uh, you know, it's, there's, there's lots of, there's lots of ideas out there. It's not a guarantee, but just that little bit of enthusiasm and credibility really helps. And, and, you know, it's a, it could be, I get all these reviews and like, this should be a movie. I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Let's do it. So we'll see what happens. Now let's talk about Rush because you were you went to the number one author, and that is not an easy feat. On Amazon, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, wow. Yeah, well, I mean, I owe it all to Rush. Let's just be honest. I mean, so so Rush, uh, the books came out in May of 2020. As you recall, we were in the sort of the depths of COVID back then. Um, I was actually encouraged not to put them out. The big publishers, you know, were pulling books off shelves, not doing long launches, you know, not a good time. I figured, why not? I mean, people uh, need entertainment. They need to have a feel-good story with someone they can relate to, which was Ben. Um, so I, I took the risk because I'm independent, and, and I said, I'm going to roll the dice and make this happen. So I put the books out in May or late April, um, early May of 2020, and, and Rush talked about them on air. I remember the day, May 14th, 2020. You were there. You were in the booth, uh, and and he Talked about him and said, I, I, I couldn't put the book down. I stayed up till one thirty in the morning. I had to quit. I couldn't quit. Uh, and all of a sudden, by that night, I was the number one author on Amazon and stayed there for a couple of days, which was, you know, attributable to Rush, his generosity, his enthusiasm. I mean, what, a, he, what an amazing moment and what an honor for me. Absolutely. And, you know, Rush was like that. When he liked something, he went right to tell people about it and he wanted to share it with his audience things that he liked. I remember, and he loved spy novels. It wasn't just yours. He had a thing in detective stories, all that sort of stuff. I remember he used to, in the early days of the show, he used to talk about some of the shows that he used to watch on A&E, for instance, some of the detective shows that he really liked. And then, of course, there were some other authors that have written in similar genres as yours, and he really did like, he really loved your books. And so I just felt that would be a pleasure for me to carry on the tradition of bringing your books to people that were some of our fans were with us back in the rush days. And so wanted to let them know that you had another book out. Well, I'd be, I'd be thrilled that the Bow Scouts went out and all bought the book and, 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 <laughs> and shot me back up the list again. But also, you know, it's not just about that. It's about, you know, spreading the name and, and the idea that these, this every man hero can really achieve great things. And I think that's a message that, 
that I like to send. I think it's a message that in this sort of fractured world that we seem to live in, I mean, James Patterson on the latest book calls this the perfect thriller for the crazy world we live in. And it is crazy. And this is kind of an escape. It's great to feel good with a character. And, um, and I hope that people appreciate that that's the intent. It's, it's like, let's feel good about ourselves. Let's have this imaginary world where, where the good guy does win and the good guy wins, not because he's better equipped or better, smarter or prettier or whatever than anybody else. They win because of their heart and their soul, their moral compass, you know, all that good stuff that makes good human beings. So that's the message I'm trying to send with these books, and we'll see what happens. Christopher Rothel, thank you for being with us. The book is Vital Deception. You can find it wherever you buy books. Thanks so much, Christopher. Appreciate it. James Thank Golden. you, James. It's a pleasure.